Let me tell you a little bit about myself, and that's something I don't normally do when I preach homilies, but I think I can make an exception today for a purpose. You see, I'm the youngest priest in the state of Mississippi, a 26th of... The youngest priest in the state of Mississippi at 26 years old. And that's probably why Bishop Copaz duped me into preaching the homily today so that he could take a day off. I'm the youngest age-wise, but I'm an old soul. I read old books. I like old music. Usually when I'm looking to listen to something modern, I'm listening to Bach or Mozart um, Someone else, Herbert Howells, I don't think any of you know. Uh, Brian has worked with me four years at Abbey Fest uh, down in Louisiana. He probably could tell you a little bit more about how I'm an old soul. And it's not just that I have a romantic interest in old things. That's not it. At the heart of it all, I'm an old soul because I'm really a rebel. Dr. Peter Kreeft, he writes about old books. Dr. Kreeft says that in the age of relativism... That is, an age when people deny fundamental truth. Orthodoxy is the only possible rebellion left. Tradition is the rebellion of our day. So I am a rebel, and I'm probably one of the worst. And part of being a rebel priest in today's time is that we pull out those old things that people thought were long and gone, and we usually get complaints about it from the older people and from the older priests. But one of those things we tend to pull out in our rebellion is called the cassock. And it's that black dress that you've seen me going around with these past few days. But, and this is really the point, I have a story to tell you about my cassock. You see, I have a close friend, one of my best friends, who used to play football for Georgia Tech. And this past August, I was visiting him in Atlanta, and he was all excited to show me their new $13 million locker room at Georgia Tech. And so I'm tagging along with him. We're going through campus, and we're getting close to the stadium, and he's talking about how great it's going to be for me to see these new facilities before the season starts, when no one's around. And we get past the front desk, and we're walking down the hall, and he opens the door into the locker room, and it's filled. The whole team is there. They've been there on camp, and they're all walking around in towels, and they're going back and forth from showers, and there I am, this guy that none of them has ever seen, walking in their $13 million locker room in a black dress. And I kind of felt foolish. But then something happened that I didn't expect. There was a guy there who was sitting in the cool tub behind a glass window, and he looked up at me, and he grabbed his towel, and he ran out, and he grabbed my hand, and he said, Father, I'm really sorry, but I missed the Holy Day Mass this week. And in fact, I've missed Mass a lot this summer, but I want to get back. How can I get back? I was pretty glad that I wore my dress that day. The prophet Jeremiah gets a vision from the Lord, and we don't hear about his vision in the first reading today, but what we hear is what God tells Jeremiah to do about it. Gird your loins, he says, stand up and tell them all that I command you. Be not crushed on their account, as though I would leave you crushed before them. 
For it is I this day who have made you a fortified city. Jeremiah is being sent as a young man into a nation of people that have completely forgotten God. And he's supposed to tell them to turn around. And he knows he's going to face attacks from them for it. God even promises it. He says, they will fight against you, but will not prevail over you. I think what God is asking of Jeremiah, what God is asking of you and of me today, is for a rebellion. You see, there's a lot going on in our nation, and even in our church today, that seem like people have forgotten about God. And it's not hard to think of examples. But as Jeremiah proves, and as Christ himself proves in the gospel today, sometimes the only way to bring about change, to restore order, to restore the faith, is through a rebellion. Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Why does Christ say this? Because when someone presents themselves as part of the tribe, as someone who just goes along with the flow, that it's hard to convince other people that the flow is going the wrong way. If you and I went to England today, and we rented a car, and we started driving on the right side of the road, you'd probably tell me that I was going the wrong direction. But until I see a car coming head-on towards me, I probably wouldn't swerve out of the way because I'm stubborn. And I've never driven on the left side of the road before. It's not what we do here. And if you're not doing it, why would I? So Jeremiah is being sent as a, rebe- as a rebel, as someone who is going to give a message that's different from what the rest of society is saying. But he's not going in unprotected. God is going with him. God is going, not going to leave him crushed. And nor will he leave you when he tells you that out there, out in Vicksburg, in Jackson, and beyond that, these people, that nation, this church, isn't quite driving on the right side of the road. Maybe he's going to send you into a locker room wearing a black dress. Gird your loins, he says. Stand up and tell them all that I command you. Be not crushed on their account. Sometimes it may feel like we're facing terrible odds. I mentioned that I'm the youngest priest in Mississippi. I was ordained this past May, and since May, our church has been ransacked by all sorts of scandals across this country. Some of them have even hit us close to home. So what should I do? Fall in line? Act like nothing has happened? St. Thomas More says, you wouldn't abandon a ship in a storm just because you couldn't control the winds. No, I have to rebel. I have to put on my dress in the morning and go out as a witness of who I am, of who I represent. Show people that I'm proud to be a Catholic. And why is that? Because I'm in love. I'm in love with truth itself. And I want everyone else to come to that truth. And it's going to take time. Love is patient. Love is kind. But if I'm going to convince others of the truth, I have to make sure they know that I'm in love. And sometimes I have to do that with my words, but most of the time, I do that with who I am, with the witness that I can provide. And you are no different. In fact, you can give an even greater witness, because there's more of you than me. People can walk into a Catholic church on Sunday morning, and they'll expect to hear me and see me celebrating the Mass. And that can move them, 
But you know what can move them even more? Seeing you in love with Christ in the Mass. St. Maximilian Kolbe urges us, be Catholic. When you kneel before an altar, do it in such a way that others may be able to recognize that you know before whom you kneel. It takes effort to act like that. People aren't doing that today. People aren't putting their faith first. They aren't acting like they're proud to be a Christian because they're probably not in love. And most likely some of you are struggling to get to that point. And that's okay, as long as there's a few rebels in the group, a few prophets from another land. Someone to say, this isn't working, but I shall show you a still more excellent way. St. Thomas Becket says, the whole company of saints bears witness to the unfailing truth that without real effort, no one wins the crown. Today, as we get back in our buses and in our minivans and we head, we head home, I want you to think about what you've heard here, what you've seen. Ask yourself if you or your friends or your family need to start driving on the other side of the road. And most likely, they do. Can you be the one to swerve? Can you be a rebel? Can you stand in that locker room and not run out? Can you be patient enough with the Lord to let him work through you, to let him speak to the nations through you? Gird your loins, stand up, and tell them all that he commands you. Be not crushed on their account, as though he would leave you crushed before them. They will fight against you, but not prevail over you, for he is with you to deliver you.